Welcome to Nude Radio. This is your host, Kenny Heflin, and I hope you guys are having a great week, great weekends, all the amazingness. Um, I'm just really excited, y'all, because I have one of my dearest friends here, and I've talked about her plenty of times <laughs> throughout the season, season one, two, three. I mean, she'd have been in my life for what almost a decade now. It's been a long time. It's been like nine plus years. Jesus. Yeah. Anywho. Further. Family. Exactly. <laughs> so further ado, I want to introduce you guys to my good girlfriend, my sister <laughs> Tisha. Say hello. Hello everyone. It's nice to be introduced to Kenny's. Family, radio family. I'm excited. Podcast family. Woo-hoo! Yeah, the, the nudist. Ashe. Hey mm-hmm. now. Yes. So do you remember how we met? Yes, I do. Do you remember how we met? <laughs> yeah. Working an odd job. I was twenty-three. Wow. You were that young? Mm-hmm. God, it's been that long, huh? Yeah, I'll be thirty-three in what yeah, it's December. It's been like ten years. Mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I had just turned 23 too, so that was nuts. Yeah, working an odd job and just met you and it just happened. I know. It was so cool. No, I'm thankful for it because, you know, the funny thing is um, when I think about here in LA, there's so much that can come into uh, your decisions being changed with traffic, with, I mean, Anything can change your your course. That's true. You know, and and even like picking up a job and this and the third or even being at work that day if you didn't call out. So it's funny how I like to think about if what if I didn't, you know, like what's the fate and free will of things and everything like that. But I feel like it definitely willed uh, us to, you know, connect and everything because it was just so random. It was a blessing. It was. It I'm, has been. I still remember. <laughs> I remember <laughs> so much about that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. Remember yeah. the hair? Uh-huh. And the <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah, you scared me. <laughs> I sw- 2013. Ooh, so many, wow. so much time. Mm-hmm. 2013. Yes. So. Yeah, it's been um, just a long time of just uh, journeys, journeys and self-discovery and lessons, you know, mutual lessons and just um, a lot of uh, amazing stories between us two and everything like that. And just, you know, me letting you know always how grateful I am to have you in my life. Well, you know, I love you. And I love you, too. (laughs) You know, so that's why I'm just so happy because, like I said, I've I've talked about you plenty of times, you know, through certain conversations that we've had, you know, with all my many ups and downs in love and dating and sex and all those things. Right. So there's been a lot of nuggets that you've given me and stuff in different perspectives to look at different things in different ways. And like I say, just forever grateful. So you and yeah. i am appreciative to you for just being a wonderful spirit and person in my life that's amazing oh my god 
Not that I'm a wonderful spirit. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's like a that's a beautiful compliment. Yes, absolutely. Y'all make sure to be a wonderful spirit to people. You know. Like what? You know how people yeah. just come around and they like they make they make you light up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like we just talk and I'm like, ooh. Like <laughs> bring that extra burst of energy, goodness into your life. It's amazing. I just I'm telling you, I whenever we hang out, it's always like a fun time. It's never like mm-hmm. even if we're going through something, we're dragging, you're pissed off, I'm pissed off, something's going on, we mm-hmm. bitching and moaning. It's still a good time because by the time we come out of it, we just having a blast. We've had a blast. We've mm-hmm. done something fun and we both lifted each other's spirits. So exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't know that? Well, yeah, but you know, like when you're just living in it and just in the moment and just very present, you're just doing it and just feeling it and you kind of reflect on it, you know, maybe after the fact or something. But yeah, it's it's great to be, um, again, uh, talked about as a wonderful spirit. I feel like um, some of the best compliments are like when people say, oh, you smell so good Um, or. If somebody says, oh, I love your energy, but the wonderful spirit part, that's a new one. Oh, you are wonderful. Oh, my God. My God. Like I said, y'all, make sure to be a wonderful spirit out here in this world. Okay. But before. And always be good energy to people. Like always, even if you come into Mm -hmm. their life, always make sure that you're uplifting someone somehow. Mm -hmm. Even if you even if you just say hello well, just bringing them love, just share that love. It, it sounds weird, but I love to hear people say, oh, my God. Like, even if you say good morning, mm-hmm. you don't know what that means to someone. Mm-hmm. So because you don't know what somebody's going through. That is that is so true. Oh, my God. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, she about to give you all some nuggets, too. OK. <laughs> what kind of nuggets? It's just life. See, and that's what people need, you know, because. We don't know, you know, I talk to everybody for the most part, but it's it's plenty of people around the world that listen to the show now, thankfully, and again, grateful for that. But you never know, like, what all these people are going through, you know, so they're definitely um, going to be able to learn some things and identify um, with the topic that we're going to discuss today. Uh, definitely, you know, a topic that I've wanted to talk to you about for the last two years. So I know we yeah. finally are doing this. This is so finally. Funny. You know how long we saying we were gonna do? <laughs> Listen, because it's been it's been a, a a long hot minute. So finally got you in, you know, to record. Um, but first, y'all make sure to subscribe to Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms where you can hear a podcast. Also, make sure to follow me on. Instagram at Kenny Heflin and give me any type of feedback, how you like this episode, you know, any of your story times. Um, but also can't forget uh, to follow the Instagram and Twitter at Nude Radio 101. That is at Nude Radio 101 on Twitter and Instagram. And just like I say, tell me how y'all like the episode, share it with your friends, families, you know, make them all new nudist. Right. We love that. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about some things 
you know, you know, I just uh, got out of a dating experience. That's what we're going to call it, a dating experience. Learning mm-hmm. a lesson. What did you learn? Definitely lessons learned for sure. I think, yeah. you know, as I've gone through my journeys, I've gone through some things, you know that. And mm-hmm. um, I had a a minister who used to say, you know, so what did you learn? Because if you don't get the lesson, you're doomed to repeat that lesson until you actually get the lesson. So a lot of times we think, oh, my God, I went through this and I went through that. But it's like, OK, but what seriously was the lesson? What did you learn? What did you do wrong? What what did you see the wrong in that person was? Did you contribute to it? A lot of times we look at the other person, but we never take the time to look at ourselves. And the lesson is for us. It's not necessarily for that person. That lesson literally is for us. So what did you learn? And you have to remember to ask yourself that question and take the time to really, if you can't find an answer, then take the time to sit with it. Mm-hmm. But there is an answer because the question is, what did you learn? So what I've learned and again, y'all, did y'all catch y'all caught that right? Mm-hmm. If you need to rewind it, because she just gave y'all. So look, silly. Listen, she's gave y'all some. <laughs> y'all got to catch it. No, um, we've talked about it, you know, and what I did learn uh, this time around is, you know, it's I was dating uh, the guy for six months and it was a very interesting time because I was dating him while still, excuse me, um, processing and healing from a past relationship. So that was very interesting as just like a space to be in. And um, it was it was a journey for sure, because it was just newfound territory for me. And I think with the lesson that was learned overall was really just emotional availability versus emotional unavailability and what that looks like and when to uh, disengage or put distance. I think also like it's it's like a rebound relationship. Like people go, well, what is Mm -hmm. rebounding? And so a lot of times when people come out of something and they get into something else, that person is there not only to teach a lesson, but from you to, for you to get a lesson. It's not necessarily that relationship. Like we always sometimes move too fast, jumping into things. You, you have to give yourself time to be ready to get into another relationship. Nothing wrong with getting into another relationship, but know what it is, you know, and people go, well, I've been in a relationship when somebody's rebounding and it was uncomfortable. Because Mm -hmm. in my situation, that person was comparing me to the other person. They would say things that it's like this, (laughs) this sucks. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) and I know you remember this, but I actually, um, left them in a precarious situation because I'm like, I'm not going to be your placeholder until you figure out what you're trying to do. And that was me loving myself. That person took offense to it. My apologies to that person if they did, but I had to love on me and do what I had to do Mm -hmm. because that person didn't know what they wanted. So it was like, well, you know, I enjoy you, but I still am over here in this thing over here that I'm not completely done with. And that's okay. 
as long as you understand what it is that you're doing and you're respectful of that other person and that person's feelings. And if you're not ready to date, but you meet somebody nice, tell them, you know, look, I enjoy your company. I think you're cool, but I'm not ready to get into something. We forget to be honest with people. Sometimes we forget to be honest with ourselves, Mm -hmm. but understanding that position of rebounding and knowing, Hey, I'm in a rebounding place or understanding if you're that person's rebound, Mm. you can excuse yourself from that situation, which I would always advise people to do or understand if you yourself are in a position where you're putting somebody in that rebound position Mm. and always be honest. Like we, we are never, I wouldn't necessarily say everybody's not honest, but a lot of people are never honest. Yeah. And it, and it takes a, a, a level of maturity to just be honest. And the person would appreciate you more for that honesty. How many times have you been in a situation like, damn, I wish so-and-so was just honest with me. If they had just told me the truth. A lot of times we think we're going to hurt the person's feelings or we don't realize that we need to be honest, but mm-hmm. that person will actually respect your honesty. Yeah. And I had to learn that too. So I would prefer to just, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's roll with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I would say that with reflecting back on, you know, this most recent dating experience, it was, it was definitely a rebound more than anything. Yes. I think more than, I don't know, like, it's weird because he was, I don't know. It's weird. Like he was definitely like, this was really a clear rebound relationship. Um, you know, and, and no shade, like, it's not like, I didn't mean for it to be like that. And that wasn't the idea when we started dating and everything like that, you know, um, I never really compared him and my ex to each other because they were so different. No, you didn't. But that was the point. True. Like, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. You were like, but he has this and he has that and he has this. Yeah, but this isn't it. And you're Mm -hmm. like, no, but he has so many good qualities. I get it. But Yeah, I was was up there (laughs) trying to look. (laughs) You had just got back into America and we went to go have dinner and and ice cream oh yeah yeah and i was was it frozen yogurt was that the no we went to baskin robbins oh that's right okay Mm -hmm. this was it yeah you yeah in june yeah you had got remember that day we spent all day in the frozen yogurt place yes poor lady was closing up okay bless her heart (laughs) look okay yeah i mean because it was a situation where i never if you remember excuse me i never compare him like oh well he's like this and mm-hmm. and my he ex didn't. is like that da, 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 whatever like that it was just more so oh he's doing this he's doing that like these are all the things and qualities and characteristics that i have been looking for absolutely in a partner because you know like i told you before i've never dated somebody who was not a laid-back person you know i've had to come to realize that um this earlier this year at least that i don't have a physical type because all of my exes and lovers and everybody has looked completely different Mm -hmm. but i do have a personality type um you know character type which is more like the laid back 
chill dude, you know, who's like off to the side, all that stuff or whatever. But I found that, you know, a lot of that chillness and laid back uh, was probably, oh, you know, they weren't the best communicators or whatever like that. But in the high in hindsight and the bigger picture is that they just weren't emotionally available. Because this dude, he had all the great qualities that I was looking for as far as somebody who was a great communicator, somebody who was able to articulate his thoughts, feelings, and emotions just as much as I was for the first time I've, I dealt with that. And what I also felt was someone who was very intentional with me. Um, but looking at everything, you know, again, in hindsight, it's just the fact that he ended up becoming emotionally unavailable, um, which is the trend of the men. <laughs> it takes time to find out when you see people, they're a reflection of your life. So it's almost like when you meet someone, they're the reflection of the lesson you need to learn or the things that you're trying to get. Mm. And I had to learn that. I can't remember where I got that from, but it's true. In the process, when you're going through dating people, what it is that you're trying to fix or trying to understand reflects. So mm. that lesson reflects. And it's like, why do I keep meeting? emotionally unavailable people and so when you meet that person we really have to stop and examine and sometimes we meet people like they're so great and we see all the great characteristics but then we don't understand what it is from this again lesson right mm -hmm. so that person was emotionally unavailable and you don't find that out until you really sometimes we we get emotionally pulled in we get pulled mm -hmm. in by the sex we get pulled in by this we get pulled in by that and we don't look at everything kind of black and white and you and i both know i'm i'm actually a black and white person i don't do too much gray right. me and gray <laughs> don't work well i wear a lot of gray but i do not do gray well mm -hmm. and understanding looking at situations pumping your brakes a little bit taking time to just really talk to that person I don't think you started to see that that person was emotionally unavailable for a while. It took you a, a little bit. And as we talked, I was like, okay, like, no, this isn't. And you're like, no, but I th I'm like, okay, like, no. And you're like, no, I'm trying to tell you. And I'm like, mm, no. And then as, <laughs> as it came out later, as you all had your final discussions mm -hmm. and you're closing the coming to an end of this uh, friendship, um, you understood, damn, this person's emotionally unavailable. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, what was the lesson that you learned from this person that was emotionally unavailable? What didn't you see that you'll look for next time mm -hmm. when you find that, when you meet another person? Because you're trying to avoid people being emotionally unavailable. And then you also have to look internally to see how does this trace back to what I'm used to in my life? Did I grow up with this? Did mm -hmm. I you know what happened for example i was dating guys who were emotionally stunted and i was like why if i look sometimes we have to look back and examine like they say break it down like i would break it down 
and break it down to it was fine like sand. Like you take it and sift through it, then mm-hmm. I would go back and sift through it some more and go back <laughs> and sift through it some more. It was fine sand by the time I was done. And I started understanding that the men I was dating were emotionally stunted. Then I had to look at myself and there's nothing wrong with going to therapy because mm-hmm. therapy helps you understand what's going on with you. And a lot of times people are like, well, there may not be something going on with you. Sometimes it's good to just check in, right? Mm -hmm. I had stuff that went on with me. So I was emotionally stunted. And when I started dealing with that, again, that reflection. So that person with that issue, I was constantly dating. It was like, this is that thing that you needed to deal with. And Mm -hmm. so after I started dealing with my issues, then I started to see, oh, my God, all of these men, I could go back to my first boyfriend, Mm -hmm. all of them emotionally unavailable and so once i actually dealt with that and was able to correct that within me those men never approached me anymore nobody emotionally those people didn't even look twice at me which was amazing i was like whoa it just shifted all of a sudden but then also i became more Mm self-aware so then i was like "Mm, this person ain't worth my time but again like i said those people weren't even approaching me i could look and be like "Mm -mm, nope Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, therapy is definitely something that I want to get into. I know we've talked about it, you know, as far as finding like a really good therapist that I'll feel comfortable with and I feel that would give me great insight and feedback and, and just, uh, again, being able to go within myself and learn more. I would definitely benefit from that for sure. So I just want to say this, you know, I have a bachelor's of science in psychology. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is when I was going to, when I was an undergrad, um, when I went into psychology class, what I discovered is all the people who were in there had the same question. Am I crazy or is the world damn crazy? Okay. And so it was really hysterical because when I would talk to my classmates, that's what I found out. But what people don't understand is you know, people think, oh, my God, this person's going to play with my head. They're going, you know, give me medicine. And mm-hmm. there's a difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist prescribes medicine and a psychologist helps you deal with the issue. Now, mm-hmm. the reason why I, I'm like when you look for a person, everybody has this stigma. Oh, my God, this person's going to mess with my head. No. The psychologist's job or your therapist's job is to help you face the demons that you are too afraid to face or that you're you're unable to face. Mm -hmm. Their job is to hold your hand as you walk down a dark tunnel to face the demon. And when you realize when you get to the demon, it's not as big as you thought it was or that issue is not as big as you thought it was. And they help you work through it at your own pace. Mm-hmm. at your pace and a lot of times people don't understand it they think this this therapist is going pick at their brain they are not picking at your brain they are actually trying to help make you better and then you have to want to do the work a lot of times people don't want to do the work and if you don't want to do the work you will not get better you can't go in there bullshit and shucking and jiving leaving pieces out mm-hmm. if you a lot of people don't know how to find a therapist right um If you meet you initially, when you go to a therapist, the first thing they want to do, they have to, the first session is not a real session. 
The first session is them trying to figure out what your issues are, what they can help you with, uh, insurance information, background, what's happening with you. That's an overall assessment. Mm-hmm. By the second or third visit, if you don't feel that therapist is working for you, you then, and you need to find out from them, like for example, um, I had to see somebody. I had a lot of things going on in my life. Um, I had a, a very traumatic childhood. And a lot of people don't think, oh my God, like, you know, no, sometimes that stuff will follow you. And um, I was seeing a therapist and I had seen a couple therapists and nobody ever was able to help. And so I was, I'm divorced. I was in marriage counseling and the marriage counselor said, are you seeing someone? She was like, my job is to help you guys with the marriage. You need to see somebody outside of me and your husband needs to see somebody outside of me. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I told her, I said, well, yeah, I'm seeing somebody. And she and I talked and she was like, this therapist isn't, isn't good enough for you, but I'll let you go ahead and and follow your, your path. And then we'll see what happens. So after about a month later, I came back to her. I said, yeah, this, this therapist is not working. I didn't need somebody to sit there and listen to me, tell my story. I needed somebody to press me and challenge me and push me. And so, um, I ended up going to a therapist who dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder because that's what I had not Mm -hmm. realizing most people don't realize, but adult children of alcoholics have PTSD. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had PTSD, not realizing it. So there are things that we don't realize that we have going on. So, um, we ended up, I ended up doing a session called EM. I think it's EMDR. I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but, um, I had a specialist and she really helped me face my demons, work through things, help me understand things, help me understand myself. I got stronger. I got better. And she even saw my growth. She was like, oh my God, like when you can't, you, you've blossomed like flowers blooming in the spring Mm. because I wanted to get better. I did the work. And when something was too hard, I would say, Hey, I can't face this right now. And she's like, okay, you know, do you want to come back to this a little later? Yes. And then maybe four or five sessions when she felt I was stronger, we would touch on that. But she helped to walk me through. She gave me things to read. She helped press me. She didn't ask wimpy questions. I'm a strong woman. Don't ask me no bitch ass questions. Okay. Ask me straight, direct questions. Like I, I like to be pushed a little bit. You have to, some people pushing them stresses them out. That doesn't stress me out. And if it's too much, I'm honest enough to tell you. But that's the whole thing. That's the relationship you have to have with your therapist. No, I, I need to go a little slower. And I have a therapist now I check in with because of my history and my background. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why do you, why, why do we even have sessions? Like I see her <laughs> one, like once a month, once every two months. And I was like, I need to check in because you never know. Life, as, as we say, life be lifing. Listen. <laughs> so, sometimes you don't know what kind of life you know, it's going life on you and what kind of trick things are going to come back from your past. So I don't know Mm. if that helps anybody or if that was helpful or not. No, it is. And that's the thing. It's just like, for me, I am at a space where I want to continue to do the work. You know, last year was an experience where it forced me to go internal more than ever. And this first half of this year was a lot of me trying to figure out what the trends were, what were certain habits that I may have went with 
um, you know, I was always uh, under the school of thought, at least for me, you know, speaking um, where it's like, okay, we attract everybody, but it's who we choose to entertain. Mm -hmm. And it was the fact that I'm like, well, who are the people that's coming into my circle that's coming to my orbit, at least that, you know, I am interested in if they make the first move to pursue and everything like that. And I reciprocate, you know, what is the trend of person um, or personality type that I'm continuing to entertain, you know, and go down the whole wormhole of the relationship and the dating experience and all that stuff or whatever. And um, is it worth going down a wormhole? I mean, you know, for me, like I'm just always, you know, I'm naturally an optimistic person and stuff with a sense of reality on top of that. But it's just the fact that what I had to uh, tell myself in a recent episode is that it's, I had to think about it. I'm like, I can't fault myself for the experiences so far to date. No, not at all. Yeah, because it's like I have to give myself grace in the, the reality of the fact that, you know, the revelations of the emotionally unavailable or availability comes, it shows its, its, its ugly head, right? And then I do, I address it, I question for clarity to get understanding, I try to accept it for what it is, mm-hmm. and then it's usually, you know, we come to a conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. But what I was saying in the last episode is that, you know, in a grand scheme of things, it's very short lived, you know, the relationship that is. And it's not long as it may actually feel mm-hmm. like I'm not in the relationship or in the dating experience for, you know, eight months, six months, you know, or um, a year or something like that or years. But the key word is dating. Right. Like some of these people aren't relationship material mm-hmm. they're not remember my motto one time what, what what did i say about time do you remember which part of time time is the only thing you can't get back oh yeah so it's no need to waste your time with people that aren't worth or deserving of your time some people you know as you go and you you're we, we come in contact with people for reasons, right? Is this mm-hmm. person a friend? Is this person some, somebody you're supposed to learn from, you know, and then it's supposed to be forgotten? Or is this person like supposed to be like a lifelong friend, right? So it's like, or is this person supposed to be your partner? Most people we entertain are not supposed to be our partners. We get our roles and positions mixed up because we're looking at the wrong thing, right? I've, I remember coming in contact with somebody in particular and I was like, oh, my God. And then as I grew and I and I matured in my process, I'm like, oh, my God, that person was there for me to help them on a spiritual level and help mm-hmm. to give them wisdom and knowledge. And I just took this and, and this went to a relationship and it wasn't supposed to even be there. And things were done that was not supposed to be done. So that to me spiritually set me back because it was like I should have known better. But then mm-hmm. I understood looking back at it. OK, you know what? I get it now. So sometimes and people that you're supposed to help, strangely enough, on a spiritual level or personal level, get mixed up with relationship stuff because they come in your life 
a certain way. So then you have to be <laughs> wise enough to understand, wait a minute, I'm just supposed to be teaching this person something. This is not supposed to go right. This is supposed to go left. Mm. Y'all heard that? Ooh. I t- look, this is, again, this is what I've been dealing with <laughs> for, so a damn, for damn 10 years. No, like I said, I'm forever grateful to have you in my corner and as support because this is what this is what, you know, a, a good sounding board sounds like, you know. You've been my sounding board too. What are you talking about? Thank you. And that's what friendship is. Like it's mutual, right? And relationships, romantic relationships also should be mutual. And it goes into the fact that with dating at least, um, when it's not mutual, when you're not getting everything that you're putting into it. And if that's the sign of emotional unavailability, Why would, waste you, your time? would you think that, would you agree that that's well, like one of the telltale signs of emotional unavailability? Well, I guess the question is, what are you getting from the relationship? And like people, you know, is it, is it, People go, okay, well, I love this person. And then it's like, well, why do you love this person? What Mm. are you getting? Does that person bring you happiness and joy? You know, like when we were talking about certain things, it's like, what do you want? Right. Mm -hmm. And we had, we remember you wrote down everything you were looking for. Yeah, I did. And the person, (laughs) please leave it open-ended. When you do that, please leave it open-ended and say universe or God or whoever you believe in. Um, this is what I want, but you know what I need because then we end up running into a train wreck if, if we Listen, don't. Okay. Um, henceforth, my ex-husband, I digress. Um, <laughs> wishing him blessings, love, and light. But anyway, digress. Um, when you are dating people and coming into contact with people, it's like, what are you ultimately looking for? What are you getting out of this? And I guess it sounds selfish, but in a way it's not like if you're not getting your needs met and this person is taking, taking, taking from you mm-hmm. and you're not getting anything back, then you have to re- like, okay, am I getting back in a friendship way or is this just sucking the life out of me? Like we have to look at what we're getting back from something. Mm-hmm. Then, then in turn, we have to ask ourselves some honest questions. And if it's not like nobody's going to be perfect, nobody's saying go out there and look for the six foot five dude with the built body like that's not important. What's important is somebody's character, mm-hmm. you know, how you and, and that person match spiritually mesh spiritually, how you get along with each other. You know, sex is important. You know, are we equally yoked in that situation? Does this person have dreams and drives and, and thoughts and are they going somewhere? Are they just bullshitting around? Are they taking from me? Are they pursuing their goals and dreams? Do what we want in life match matches? You know, can we work together at things? And if this person shifts and adjusts, can I shift and adjust with that person? Or are they going to go completely left? And mm-hmm. when you look at that and you figure out the things that you want, right? This person wants to, you know, have a house and you know, it may not be now, but it may be five years from now or 10 years from now. Okay, this this fits into what I'm trying to do. I may want it now. Can I be patient enough to wait 10 years? Is this really what this person wants? Am I trying to get married or is this person just trying to be friends with benefits and enjoy the relationship benefits? 
Like, you know, do we, are we trying to be polyamorous and this person, you know, is not trying to be polyamorous? Like, does this person fit what it is that you yourself need within your life? It's not, it's self-love because if you are with somebody that is not giving you what you need, it, mm-hmm. it takes from you and then it actually starts to tear down and be negative energy in your life. So you're wasting your time and you're basically hold, you're blocking the door for that right person to come into your life. You're, you're blocking it because you're holding up the door with this person. Mm-hmm. And the other lessons you need to learn while the universe or God or whoever you feel is getting that person ready because mm-hmm. there are lessons you need to learn. So you're, you're in your own way. Am I, am I making sense? No, that makes total sense. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I wanted from this uh, past experience because I didn't want it to be a situation where this person was a placeholder because it was not that, you know, it wasn't a situation where um, I was looking for this person to um, to fill a particular void. I think I had kind no, of grew weren't. out of that Mm-mm. when at the time that I had met him. But, you know, it was a void was that ideal. I did. Yeah, it was everything like I've never dated anybody who had who filled this category. But then mm-hmm. I think you were missing the other part of the category. And and like we talked about, like, you know, you also need to free that person up so they can go get the blessings. We don't realize that not only it's it's a selflessness, right? It's, it's self-love, but it's a selflessness. I want you to be happy. And even though we're having fun together, you mm-hmm. ultimately need to learn these lessons so you can live your best life, entertain who else you're supposed to entertain and like love who else you're supposed to love. And then mm-hmm. I can be free to go do that. But we can still be friends and people get that whole we can be friends thing mixed up. If you're not ready to be friends with somebody, don't lie and say you're ready to be friends. Right. Tell people you need time because sometimes it's not easy mm-hmm. telling people you want to be friends. And, and it, it just... It, it takes a lot of maturity and, and yeah. understanding what exactly that means. That don't mean we, we, we hit in the bed every five and 10 minutes and we mm-hmm. talking and planning our emotions. No, no, no. Yeah. That's why, you know, what I did juggle with was, uh, I was trying to, because this year has been so much of me just trying to unpack as much as possible and unlearn a lot of maybe bad habits mm-hmm. from past experiences from life. You know, there is a lot of stuff that we have to pay attention to. Right. And I was trying to see if this was either ego or intuition and juggling around with that was whooping my ass because I knew that this person was great. They had a great qualities, you know, they, on top of that, they lived locally seven minutes down the street from me. You know, I have my own place. He has his own place. We would go usually spend more time here at my place or whatever, but it was the fact that, you know, whenever we would get into it or have like disagreements and stuff, he had very asshole qualities about himself, about just the fact that he wasn't a genuine apologizer. <laughs> and that presented like those qualities where I'm like, okay, this is dismissive. Is this somebody that can be my safe space? You know, I'm able to be his safe space. Mm-hmm. I need somebody who's able to be my safe space whenever we are having those disagreements, which again, weren't often, but they did happen. And then on top of that, the sexual incompatibility. It's not even so much that. It's the fact that, well, that's a part of it. Let me, let me not dismiss what you said. 
mm-hmm. but it's it's a part of um emotional growth and emotional maturity right mm-hmm. in the sense of this person um was new in in their um discovery of themselves right have you yeah, have yeah. You, okay yeah. so basically it, it, he was new um to um understand coming out i guess we could say that coming out is mm-hmm. that the best way to say that sure, yeah. yeah he was new to coming out so he was you know he was new to it and like you are like fuck this is me this is who i am i'll give a fuck da 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 and and that's what i love about you um Mm-hmm. And it takes some time to even get used to being in that. And then he works in a position where he is still dealing with, with that issue. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother issue before even trying to be in a relationship because you have to be comfortable within yourself to be in a monogamous relationship or to even be in that type of relationship. Are you comfortable? Cause it, I can't be comfortable being in a gay relationship, if I'm not comfortable being gay, I got to be comfortable with myself, right? Mm-hmm. That's something I really need to understand about myself. So if I'm still working that out, but I meet somebody and I meet somebody who's comfortable within that in their self, but I'm still not comfortable in myself, you know, I'm, I'm still learning how to do things. I'm still understanding how this works. I'm still feeling things out. You beyond that, that person is, is at a, you're at a higher level than that person. And mm-hmm. then emotional maturity is understanding about how relation being in relationships and understanding how they work and really having that level of understanding. And that person had never been in a relationship before. So mm-hmm. how can I expect you to be where you need to be and to be emotionally available when you don't have the capability to do that? So we need to understand, you know, people really think emotional maturity is not important. It's extremely important. How do you communicate? How do you hear? Are you listening and hearing? Do you understand what that person is really trying to say? What is your communication style like? Is that person able to communicate? And it's more than just love languages. It goes deeper than that. Mm-hmm. What has your past relationship been like? And if somebody can sit there and say, oh my God, like, you know, in my last relationship, I didn't do anything wrong. It was only that person. That's bullshit. What did you yourself? Because you did something. It takes two people to uh, separate from a relationship or marriage, whatever. Mm-hmm. So what was your part in it? What did you see? What didn't you see? What did you do? What did you not do? What could you have done better? What do you think that person could have done better? What would that person say about you? True. And a lot of people don't think about that. That emotional maturity, did I clearly communicate or am I just saying what I want to say or I just want to be heard? Do we have a clear communication? Are we clear? And then a lot of times we ask people to change something, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to not do this, but then we expect them to change it overnight. Mm -hmm. Do I see you attempting to change the way you do the things that you do to try to break the behavior? It takes time. I can't say, you know, I don't like it when you uh say my name this way or i don't like a particular when you say this thing Mm -hmm. okay am i noticing that the person says you know what i noticed you said you didn't like that i apologize i'm trying to break this behavior um how about if i put this word does this word make you feel better what if i try to do this just grant me some grace i'm trying to to make this work Mm -hmm. how how you know how is that is that whole 
trying to understand because you you have to be flexible in relationships. Yeah, and willing to adjust. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And and to genuinely compromise. You know, I think with when we did have disagreements and stuff, he would be he would get frustrated and want to know why is it that I got you know put off by a comment that he made or something that he did or whatever. And in the beginning, you know, I was just in a way kind of like turned off with how he would approach the issue. And it just came off very combative and aggressive that I would just be like, okay, I don't really need to explain this to like, just apologize. Like, it's not that easy um, to just keep, spilling out different reasons on this is why you keep making me feel like this or this is da, 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 or whatever like you should just already at this point recognize the issue and just act to and apologize because you don't want to damage that relationship when i had to think back to you know like okay well if he's genuinely trying to even though it's coming off combative and and aggressive maybe i can answer why to his question so he could get a better understanding of how it was a issue you know that he didn't mean to but it was an issue just how i was able to do the same if i was the one that was on the other uh table you know where i may have rubbed him the wrong way or did something that offended him or something like that i was able to just act to and genuinely apologize so that was something I also had to learn when dealing with him and those uh, those uneasy um, occurrences where he was in his own frustration, not holding himself accountable, but also he was looking for an answer. He was asking questions and that's something that I could have provided to him. And that's what I had to learn to do whenever we did start having those issues. And again, it wasn't like we had issues all the time. Um, just when we did, it was just like, okay, dude, like, I need you to kind of just like adjust, like how I'm able to adjust to you. So that's a part of emotional, um, emotional maturity is understanding that sometimes people, we all come from different backgrounds, different family, different cities, you know, like I was raised in Washington, DC, you were raised in Detroit, you know, Mm -hmm. things are different, right? So understanding that I may not, I may not understand what offended you, but to be able to say, you know what, let me put my shit aside. Let me put my ego aside. Let me put me aside and apologize. And then there's a way to ask people questions. Like, you know, I I really like, maybe not at that time. Maybe you realize as you learn that person, I come back later and say, you know what, in my head, I'm trying to understand how I've offended you. So I I may never, I won't walk into that situation again. So I won't um, cause that problem again. When that person is, because sometimes people don't want to talk about it right then and there. You can come back and ask somebody another question, that same question in a nicer way later. I don't need you to wrap my head around, wrap your head around why this offended me. But you Mm -hmm. just need to know that this offended and automatically off the break, boom, I apologize. I didn't mean to offend you. We can talk about it later. And you really don't have to understand. That's the whole thing. Like I can come back and have a conversation. We can agree to disagree because it it really doesn't matter as long as I take into consideration how you're feeling about the thing that offended you that I did. Right. 
So that needing to understand, because you may never understand. True. You know, there's things in this world we, we don't understand. I don't understand how water falls from the waterfall as beautiful as it is. Can you explain that? I can't. <laughs> so, you know, there are things that we may never understand. Mm-hmm. But as long as I understand that this offended you, I'm going to do my damnedest not to offend you. Yep. And that's what, you know, for me on my side, I had to learn in dealing with him and stuff. And, and that's the thing. It's a lot of great learning lessons. Um, and I will say that, again, when the unavailability started to present itself again, I was able to ask for clarity. And we were able to conclude where we were and uh, move on. And I think he was a sweet person. Yeah, he was. It's not, it's not so much that. It's just you. That's another thing. Like, we get caught up and, oh, my God, like, I like this person and they have so many good qualities. But then don't waste your time and don't waste that person's time either. Like, that's loving somebody. That's showing somebody that you care. Like, I love you enough to let you grow and do what you need to do. I'm not going to hold on you for my own selfish reasons and my own personal bullshit. Let me love you enough to let you go and grow and do what you need to do. Cause I need to grow and do mm-hmm. what I need to do. True. It's not disrespectful. The person would appreciate you more. And the longer you hold on to shit, truth be told, like your emotions get tied in and then you just be on some whole nother shit that you don't even need to be on again, wasting time. Cause that's the thing with the, when we usually find emotional unavailable emotional unavailable people right um the cocktail is kicking in i know god you make it and, and i'm a Ooh. wuss and this is messing me up Listen, <laughs> i made a cute little cocktail y'all and baby let me tell you uh, but no so when you do happen to meet someone who is emotionally unavailable we don't know until, you know, weeks later or months later. Sometimes I've heard people finding out years later. Sometimes and we miss the red flags. True. Very true. And we choose to be um, delightfully ignorant. Or willfully okay. ignorant, too. Delightfully, <laughs> willfully ignorant. I like delightfully. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, sure, there is definitely some red flags that presented in all the relationships that um, didn't succeed, right? Um, but like I say, with this situation, it was uh, a matter of, you know, is this uh, the ebbs and flows of getting to know somebody, which it is at the same time, but also it was definitely, you know, red flags for sure. And really just... What I've also come to realize, and this is something I do want to address in therapy, because I do want to know if it is something that stems from childhood, is when someone penetrates me mentally and spiritually and emotionally on top of that, um, the letting go and disengaging is, is hard. It's really hard. You know, the process is painful as fuck. For me, and I'm sure I'm not the only person, of course, but it's it's difficult. But like I was saying in a in a old in an older episode, at least that when we're in the thick of it, it seems like you're in it for a long time. But that's why I had to say, you know what? I can't fault myself too much. I do have to give myself some grace because Absolutely. in the grand scheme of things, it's only a couple months, or it's only you know it's 
four, six, eight months, something like that. And I'm able to disengage. And luckily, it's not a situation where I am in a relationship with somebody who isn't giving me what I'm able to give them and fulfill me in my availability, right, um, for an extended amount of time. So that's something I also had to, like, kind of be a little bit gentle with myself because I'm like, I know when I'm in the thick of it, and I'm sure, again, I'm not the only person, it seems like it's forever. But when you come out of it, it's like, oh, well, actually, you know, it was four months or, oh, that was six months or, you know, uh, the last relationship was four months, almost five months. And again, it felt like it was forever, you know, but it's like, oh, wait, actually, I'm glad that we weren't in that same area and it didn't get toxic. And it wasn't a, a long, drawn-out experience um, that wasn't pleasurable for the both of us, you know. So that's that's what I've also been learning is just recognizing those particular red flags as not being things that actually work for me, at least, and disengaging then. Because I think we had this conversation last year where it was like, I think you give people you would give people like two or three chances or something like that. Mm-hmm. Y'all would have a conversation around it, of course. Mm-hmm. And then probably about like the second time or third time, it's like, okay, clearly this is who you are. You ain't gonna change for me. You ain't gonna change for nobody. This is you. And I need to protect myself and yeah. go my separate way. Is, did I quote that right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause it's, it's like, okay, I gave you an opportunity. Now, again, if the person is literally trying and, you see that they're really making an honest attempt. But if you fuck up, then, you know, okay. Depending upon what the fuck up is. Right. It's like, okay. Because <laughs> sometimes you may only get two chances. And then, you know, all right, if it's something else. But I'm watching you. Like, the after the first fuck up, after the first red flag, I'm paying attention. We, we forget to pay attention. We get caught up in emotions. And sometimes... You know, emotions are a good thing, but then we can't let emotions overtake us. We, you know, we have to think, we have to turn on our brain and, you know, I've been there. I Let me not act like I'm the most amazing thing in the world. I'm not. It's mm-hmm. the whole thing of, I've just learned that sometimes our emotions, I'm really logical. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to step outside of my emotions. That's why we always go to our friends and go, okay, so what do you think it is? Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have to heed the advice because they're looking at things from a logical perspective. Like you have to look at things logically because technically we have to look at what life is, right? What we're trying to do. So like, mm-hmm. am I trying to be with this person for a long period of time? We had a discussion about like dating, marriage, relationships, like what are we looking for? So if I'm looking for something serious and this person doesn't have what I need, why am I sitting here? I see the red flag. I see the other red flag. You know what? I wish you well. I love you. I got feelings for you. But like, this is not going to work. And we have to not get caught up in our in our emotions because that person can take you down a road mm. that that can be crazy. And you <laughs> really don't want to go down that road. You can avoid, you know that headache and stress and pain because a lot of us got too much life to live to deal with that extra cuckoo crazy come on cuckoo crazy cuckoo crazy you and i both come on we got some stories of people who've been in things too long and they experiencing some cuckoo crazy 
And oh, then it's sure. so funny when you release that thing, you'd be surprised at how many good things, how many blessings are flowing because you blocking your own damn blessing. But that's neither here nor there. Let's mm. not go there. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's what it really, you know, concludes to. It's just the fact that learning the lessons, um, like I say, with this past experience, he did raise the bar when it comes to what I am looking for and what I'm what's a, a non negotiable. Absolutely. At this point, you know, when it comes to somebody being able to articulate their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions. Um and then also just being able to mutually compromise. That's definitely something that we kind of don't think about until we actually face this. And I actually faced this where I dealt with somebody who wasn't able to genuinely compromise as much as I was, at least. Um, and really just being intentional and in making sure that the relationship is a success that we're actually happy, genuinely happy and not, you know, playing for, for the show, you know, um, just to put a bandaid over it and stuff like that or whatever, but also, um, really showing that, you know, sexual compatibility was very much a thing that is important for me. And that's, and that is a non-negotiable. Um, I've had to come to realize that with this last, dating experience that that is very important as much as I tried to kind of address it, of course, but also not make it a thing because it's like, Oh, you know, sex or whatever like that. It's no, hold up, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, let's be real. Mm-hmm. So Kenny and I had a conversation about, you know, I remember this. We, we were, we walked, we were walking somewhere. We were having a good time. Yeah, we time. like to walk. We like to walk. <laughs> and, um, I'm like, we always, like, we were talking and he was like, well, you know, I want a relationship. And I'm like, okay, but I thought you said you wanted to be married. And it's like, that's the difference between looking for a boyfriend, looking for a relationship, and looking for a husband. So, like, are you looking for husband material, boyfriend material, or relationship material? Mm -hmm. Because if you're in a relationship, where's that relationship going? Ultimately, you want it to end in marriage because that's ultimately the end goal. What is your end goal? You know, people are never honest. They say, oh, well, I want this. But then when they start looking at the characteristics that they're looking for, they're not looking for that. I'm not looking. I'm not going to date somebody that's just friend with benefits potential or, you know, relationship potential. Because where are you trying to go? We don't have to get there tomorrow. But are we on the same page? And are you the type of person that I could see a future with? Because I'm not wasting my time just to get in a friend with benefits situation. If that's not what I'm going for, if that's what you're looking for, hey, by all means, know what you're looking for, go out there and get it. Mm -hmm. But then you can't switch, switch the game because now you've fallen in love with the friend with benefits or the relationship person that doesn't see marriage in your future. Mm -hmm. Now you're seeing marriage and that person is not seeing it. Y'all not on the same page. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to know what it is that you're looking for. And project that out there. You don't have to stay on the first date. So look, I'm trying to get married and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But as time goes on, you, you need to see if you all are, are on the same page. And if you're looking for the same thing, I'm not going to date a person that just wants to be friends with benefit. Mm -hmm. it, what point is, what purpose does that serve? I'm trying to get married. So that person just wants to bang everything that, <laughs> that I nailed down. Mm -hmm. What's the point of purpose to that? So. 
we need to really look at ourselves and ask ourselves. And I remember you were like, damn, I never really looked at it like that. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm Mm not, I'm not day. If I, if I go into something saying this is friends with benefits, then that's what it's going to be. And if I know I'm getting emotional, I need to, to check myself or I need to have a conversation with that person and see if we on the same page. And if that person's not on the same page, why get mad and get your panties in a bunch? Just, okay, you know what? I need to end this because this isn't going the way it needs to be going. I'm looking for this. And we need to understand when we get in something, what we're looking for. And that starts with self-honesty, self-reflection. What am I doing? I've right. had this conversation with several of my girlfriends. Oh my God, like, you know, I, I'm, you know, we started out as friends with benefits or, or, you know, we was getting some. And then, oh, my God, like, I really like him. I got feelings. Well, you know, this 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 man got a got a girlfriend at home. Mm-hmm. What, what the, I, I, yeah, but I really like him. OK, well, fuck, you just changed the whole terms of a group. That's not what you walked in. Mm-hmm. That person sees this is this. Mm-hmm. Then you tell that person, oh, well, I got feelings for you. And then it's like, oh, yeah, well, this. Okay, uh huh. And then you see them back it away. That's not what they signed up for. Mm. It's a bad contract. Yeah, I only um I only talked marriage with uh just one person. <laughs> yeah, we have to be honest about what we're trying to do because that person has a right to know what mm. your intentions are, and you have a right to know what that person's intentions are. And you know, just it's it's very it's it's complicated because like when you look at somebody as a boyfriend your expectations of a boyfriend is very different than your expectations of a husband so Mm -hmm. why am i looking at boyfriend expectations when eventually i want husband expectations Mm -hmm. so when you get into something now you marry you like well what why he ain't acting like no because you had boyfriend expectations when you want husband expectations that's what you look what would you say is uh husband expectations that depends on the person what are yours at least oh hmm <sighs> God, Andy, you got me twisted up in here <laughs> okay um spiritually con- being spiritually connected a sexual connection which a lot of people don't think that that's important but i mean you know if you look at the number one deal breakers in a marriage is finances, money, um, I'm sorry, finances, sex, and communication. Mm-hmm. Like those are the top things that break up a marriage. Um, that person being communicative, um, me being physically attracted to a person, and I had to learn this in therapy. I used to think, oh my God, I'm so shallow because I feel like I have to be physically attracted to the person. You know, like some people you like, but you're like, okay, you may fall in love with somebody you are attracted to, but like, you know, you may like, oh, this person is cute, but you know, you're not always going to be in love. So like, are you physically attracted to that person? You may love that person, but it may not be that physical draw. So the question is, am I physically attracted to that? And I have to be. And my therapist was, had to tell me, no, that does not make you shallow at all. That's just who you are. And there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. because that's that thing that, you know, when I'm not in love with you, I still want to bonk your brains out. Right. Okay. So that's important. Um, being able to clearly communicate and understand each other. Um, 
a view on where I want to go in life. Like I want to have kids. I want to be married. The fact that I have decided that I don't want to a person that I have a drive to always be doing something. I always want to be building with my partner. So that person has to always want to be building something, even not building nothing, but we have to be working to accomplish something. Even when I'm 90, I still want to be building something. I want us to be running our businesses. I Mm. want somebody that loves to travel, that wants to travel, um, who enjoys life, who enjoys nature, who enjoys my company. Mm-hmm. who enjoys me um a person who can understand their strengths and weaknesses for example if you know i'm better at finances you know hey baby you handle the finances like not uh, not feeling like okay well i'm embarrassed because i can't do this we're not competing against each other mm-hmm. we work together as a partnership so what i'm good at on one end you may be may not be good at but mm-hmm. you may be great at something and i may suck at it like you know i i can't draw to save my life but you know <laughs> you may you know we may have to do something and you may have to draw so just understanding that give and take being willing to compromise and being kind a good person with great character character is so important having yep. good character is extremely important and, you know, there's so many people running around, you know, with fucked up character, being compassionate, being able to see things from other people's perspective, mm-hmm. being happy. A lot of people are not happy and joyous, not complaining. Oh, my God. Yeah. That complaining. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that's just some of it. Did I, did I sum up a lot of it? Like we've talked about a lot. of. That's it. a good ass chunk. <laughs> that's no, that's something definitely think about. And. You know, I've talked about it again, plenty of episodes as far as, you know, what it is that I want, you know, what I look for and everything like that. Um, But no, I mean, it really just it brings in light that, again, um, learning. Learning is that's what life is, is meant for, right? Shit. One of the many reasons of life, I would hope. Grandma says you're going to learn. And I, I love, I love my grandma. So a lot of quotes come from my grandma. But Same. My grandma <laughs> said, you know, you learn something new every day. And I used mm-hmm. to be like, huh? And then I realized you learn something new every day. Today, I found out about a new drink at Phil's Coffee, right? I'm mm. loving it. it. It tasted like chocolate heaven and it was coffee. So, oh. but yeah, this lady just made me, I was like, make me something fun. Cause I ordered something that sucked. And I was like, I don't like this. And she said, well, let me make you my favorite. And she called it a hugging dogs. Oh, my God. Mm. I don't know what she did, but she gave me coffee bliss. So. Oh, I'll be open trying that. Yeah, absolutely. So you learn something new every day. Yes. And, you know, like I say, really just to, just to wrap it up, you know, it's just the fact that, again, um, learning what's available and unavailable looks like when you're in courtship when you're dating when you're in a relationship and again something that i have to learn um, especially from this most recent experience is uh, recognizing the red flags for what they are and learning to disengage then and there before it becomes potentially toxic or problematic you know 
Don't be afraid to ask hard questions. Oh, you know, I don't afraid be of afraid that. to ask yourself the hard questions. Like, mm-hmm. ask yourself questions. Like, we we forget to do that. We get so caught up with life and things, and you know, sit with yourself. We a lot of people are uncomfortable being with themselves. Some people are in relationships because they don't like to be alone. How much time were you apart before you jumped into your next relationship? What did you learn about yourself? I remember when I was in my 20s, I was like, I'm not getting another relationship. I think I stayed single intentionally (laughs) for like six months. I don't think I dated either. I literally was just like, what can I learn about myself? Because you have to know yourself. And if you don't Mm -hmm. know yourself, like this is whole, you know, marriage bullshit about, you know, two halves make a whole. No, two whole motherfuckers make two whole motherfuckers. Like you can't come into a marriage or a relationship being a half a motherfucker. You have mm-hmm. <laughs> and be two whole people. And you'll find out that a half a motherfucker and a whole motherfucker make one and a half. Listen. <laughs> but the whole point of the matter is you want to be whole. You don't want to go into something half. And would you want a half a glass of orange juice unless you were thirsty? Like, really? I want a full glass. Exactly. So, yeah, you want somebody to be whole and you yourself want to be whole. So, really, like, don't be afraid to ask yourself, though. Yes. Well, I hope that um, answered any questions that anyone. Yeah, I hope that answered any questions that any of the nudists had when it comes to what it looks like emotional unavailability versus availability and really knowing when to engage and when to disengage. Recognize the signs, aka the red flags, you know, <laughs> and be honest with yourself. And also, know people, I tell Kenny this all the time people take time and do what they want to do. So, if somebody is like blowing you off, or they're like, oh my God, I'm so busy, blah, blah, blah. Cut that motherfucker off, cut them off, like go on with your life. Because people spend time and take time to do anything they want to do. If I want to do something, I'm going to take time to do it. If I want to, I can waste my own damn time. That's my favorite saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for a while I didn't date. And Kitty was like, what is going on? I said, because I could waste my own damn time. I could waste my time with my friends. Have (laughs) a good time. I can hang out with Kenny. Have a good time. I know how to waste my own damn time and enjoy the time that I'm wasting. It's wonderful. I would rather waste my own damn time than to have somebody else waste my time. So if somebody is like acting funny, one minute they in your face, the next minute they not, you know, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't find time to do this. They can come over, find time to give you sex, but then they can't like spend time. Look, go on with your life. Move on. There's something so much better out there for you. And know you're great and you're amazing and understand how wonderful you are and that you are a catch and anybody would be lucky to have you because you yourself are amazing. You are enough. You're amazing. Y'all heard that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all just got the Tisha effect. It's so silly. Okay. You got me up in here drunk. Listen. <laughs> like I say, this this cocktail's cute. Um, but no. I think that that was that was a great that was great. Um, y'all make sure to send me any of your stories. Make sure to send me any of your feedback. How did you like this episode? 
um, you know, all those things. Of course, subscribe to Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms where you can hear podcasts. And again, follow me on Instagram at Kenny Heflin and at Nude Radio 101, both on Instagram and Twitter. And like I say, slide into DMs respectfully. Okay. And, uh, you know, just learn some of these lessons that, look, that I'm learning and, and also what all the knowledge that teacher just spilled on us. Okay, y'all. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Tisha, for being on Nude Radio, honey. Finally. Finally. <laughs> yes. Thank you for, again, just your words of wisdom and experience. I appreciate it. And I'm pretty sure that everybody else will, too. Grandma's word. <laughs> hey, listen. Speak for him. Yes. I say that. Yes. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Tisha. Y'all have a great week. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Nude Radio. And I hope I was helpful. You sure was. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>